burn, crushed, reduced to dust, then rise from the ashes. Hello, I'm Carol Gawker, confidence coach, speaker, author of the book Breakthrough with the legendary Les Brown. I'm a mom of two, a loving daughter, and a devoted wife. A modern woman can juggle life, work, and have it all. You too can have it all. Welcome to Rise from Ashes. Hi, I'm Carol. In this episode, I'll be sharing about my firstborn, my daughter. Yes, I have two kids. My firstborn is a girl. And this whole story about me getting pregnant was actually quite an interesting one. You know, looking back when I was young, I had wanted to be a mum. Well, I guess it's something that I, I look up to to my, to my mother. Mm. It was probably under her, her influence. The reason is, you know, since I can remember, my mom had al- has always been there. She had been in my life, you know, my, my brother's life since day one, right? I'm the eldest in the family. I'm the oldest. I have two younger brothers. So as far as I can, as I can remember, my mom had always been a stay-at-home mom and she was there for me and I really wanted to be like her. She only started to uh, to get reintegrated into the workforce at uh, when I was nine years old, yeah, at, at the age of nine for me. And so, you know, I never thought any different. To me, was I just want to be like my mom and I want to be a mother, right? And I know for a fact that one day I will get married, I will be a mom. And I received of my, my very, very first door, the first door from my father at the age of approximately six or seven years old. Now, that was actually a birthday present. And I still remember it was a tiny little baby doll in a pink rocking bassinet. So it's this little device where you yeah, it's attached to uh, this winding. You know, in the olden times, you have this winding toy. And then when you wind, it's kind of like a, like a little musical box. That's uh, a lullaby. And there's a little mechanism that would rock this bassinet left and right. So when I first saw this gift for my birthday, I picked up that little baby in the bassinet and said, I am going to be a mummy. I am going to be her mummy. And I will take good care of her. So I will pretend to feed the little baby with milk. And then my brothers will pretend to be their brothers. And I used to play this kind of game to my brothers as well. You know, I'm the mother and they are my little, little babies. And... Sometimes I actually wonder why my my parents would want to buy something like that for me. You know, is this some kind of like gender stereotyping? I guess so. But as f- as far as I know, since uh, I stepped into adulthood, I never thought I would be a mother. I guess during the rebellious teenage years, I told myself I w- I would never never want to be like my mom. Why I respected her, why I love her but I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom like she is. right? So I wanted to create something different. And I have never, ever been good with children. You know, some women are just unnatural. 
they are able to connect with with kids. They are able to just soothe them somehow. They are just naturally maternal, and I was never that that kind of a woman. I was never that girl. And when when my when my friends started having children around me, um, babies would cry. <laughs> so embarrassing to even think about it now. Babies would cry when when I try to carry them. I don't know if it's if it's because of the technique or anything. I just obviously it's never 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 good with children. And my past marriage was also um something that left an unpleasant imprint in my mind because back then. My ex-husband called me stupid because he was, of course, academically more superior than I am. I wasn't that academically gifted, so he said, "You know, it is scientifically proven, and it, that is a fact. Scientifically proven that the father determines the gender of the of the child, while the mother determines the intelligence." So he said, "I have accepted accepted you for who you are, that uh, you are not as intelligent as I am, but that's okay." You know, anyway, you behave like a child yourself, so you are not really befitting to be a mum. So that really left a bit of a scar in me. Even though my my current husband told me that that is not true, I still you know felt that I wasn't able to connect. But I thought, okay, you know, I should give it a try. So and and so many things have have happened. You know, my, I had a long distance relationship with my current husband. And we we dated for a year and a half. He proposed. He moved from Germany to Singapore to be with me. So I said, you know, let's not rush into things. Even though, in a way, I'm in a hurry, or rather, my biological clock is ticking. I was already in my thirties when we met, and I wanted to also just to get myself ready, right? I wanted to prepare my body so that I can receive this gift. And I said, you know, we it, it took us a bit of time to finally get together to really get to live together. I want to have this chance with you, so give ourselves maybe a year, and then we plan ahead, you know, so that I can clear my work, I can move on to something else, then I can really, really be there for the child. And we also both agreed that I should stay home for a while um, before. Before going back to work, so because we didn't both both didn't want to have any leave in help, so then that means that I would take a step back from my career in order to raise kids. So I say, well, then I have to actually set things in motion. That means is I would need to think about business plan so that I can have a home based business that I can still have an income. Then I can take care of my baby. So that was actually what it was. Then, of course, things happen. Isn't it? You know, when it comes to life, unexpected things happen. So just uh, a few weeks before our wedding, you know, I s- it suddenly dawned on me that I actually missed my period. I didn't really think much about it, and I thought perhaps I have been working very, very hard because I was so busy trying to clear my work before the wedding so that I can stay home and really get my mind together and prepare for this wedding and be a beautiful bride on my wedding day. So I just thought maybe, maybe I was just too tired. Then my best friend said, "Just don't leave anything to chances. Go and get yourself a pregnancy test kit." So yep, I went ahead anyway, thinking that ah, the result would be negative, but it was positive. 
when I saw the results, I was, oh no, what am I going to do? I'm not prepared for this. I don't know if I can be a mother. It's just too sudden. And I broke down in tears. I called my, my best friend and I really cried. I said, I have no idea what to do. I'm not prepared. And I was so scared. Mm. Yeah. And being the best friend that she is, she calmed me down. And she said, this is a good thing. Don't think of it as anything negative. God always has a plan. Which he did. But I was still scared because all the plans that we did, you know, the plans for the wedding, for the honeymoon, is it going to be an adventure-filled honeymoon? I guess we, we can't do it anymore. And I didn't really know what to tell my boyfriend then. You know, uh, so I just sat in the living room. I left the pregnancy test kit in the bathroom, thinking of how I should break the news to him. So that day, he was out playing tennis with his friends. So he came back a few hours later, went straight to the bathroom and saw the pregnancy test kit. Immediately, he came running out with the test kit on his hand and he said, What is this? I look up. I saw his expression. And I started crying again. Because that was an expression of disbelief. And I interpreted it as something that he didn't want. He was like, oh. The next thing he said, yeah. The next thing he said, oh. Okay, then we have to cancel our honeymoon then. And I thought he didn't want this child. And I was like, oh no, what am I supposed to do? And because of that, I guess, you know, that episode, we we didn't really have a, a closure with the with the conversation. Even though he said, you know what, it's okay. This is this is this is God's plan, this is God's will. So let's let's just just get on with it. You know, whether if you get pregnant now or later, you're still gonna get pregnant eventually. So why not just have it now? And uh, we just make plans in the future. But because of this unexpected situation, I went back to work. I was moving offices. I was doing project management with a local bank. And there's a lot of big, heavy tasks that I have to do, like moving furniture around and on. Because the first trimester is a very, very delicate period. I couldn't do anything. And yet, I couldn't share anything with my colleagues. So, in a way, in a tiny, tiny little way, I was resenting my my pregnancy and all the changes that I had to make to the wedding. You know, I had to get my wedding dress ordered, or, altered twice in order to fit my growing belly. When I broke the news to my parents, they were like, yay, finally! And when I broke the news to my bridesmaids, one of my bridesmaids told me, you know what? I'm pregnant too. She was pregnant um, two months prior and she didn't want to tell me because she was still within the first trimester. The first, I think she was only about nine to ten weeks in. So she said, this is great. You know, both of us are pregnant at the same time. And that means our children can be friends. And they're going to play together. They're going to grow up together. How amazing is that?
or she is going to be my my godchild. So, and I dare you, I dare you to to to, to block me out of this. So everybody around me were, were very very happy, including my in laws, and the friends. And then everybody were told to be careful during the wedding. So, the wedding was just uh, a few weeks away, and then that's where all the morning sickness start to happen. heartburn and I just was so 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 tired I I had this symptom throughout the entire pregnancy so it was really a tough one especially for 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 a firstborn and I didn't know what to expect I bought books and I started reading but I was still unable to really connect because I wasn't ready to be a mom and to be frank I actually doubted that I can be a mother because I was never never good with children when I ne- never was able to connect with kids, and then babies look at me and they cry. So I really doubted myself. So the whole entire pregnancy just kind of like happened in a blur. Had the wedding, felt okay. And then, you know, with my growing belly, it just really dawned on me that this is really happening. And I was still running around in high heels um, till roughly about six months the second trimester. Then I found out that my, my baby was in a bridge position. So her, her legs were facing downwards and for some reason she couldn't turn. So that was during the, fr- the, the final weeks of the pregnancy. So I was told that I need to have a cesarean and I need to, to book in for, for one before the, the due date. So for someone who is first pregnancy and was 100% prepared for a natural birth right from the beginning. Being told that the child, the baby is in the, in the bridge position and I have to go through a cesarean, that was a really horrifying thing for me. So, and uh, yep, I took it. And when it finally happened, I was moved to tears. It was great. However, being such a green horn when it comes to, to parenting, you know, I, I wasn't prepared for the pain for cesarean and worse still I wasn't prepared for the demand of breastfeeding and my child was really a hungry one which is really really sensitive and being up just almost every hour for feeding in the first week and then with the pain with cesarean scar it was too much then I thought Perhaps I should try something different. So this particular girlfriend that I told you, my bridesmaid, who was pregnant before me, she said, yeah, sometimes, you know, because of, of the of feeding, your, your nipples really do get sore. So there's no choice. You have to, you have to try and feed the baby with, with a spoon. And that was what she did. And I tried. And my daughter got choked on the seventh day when I tried to feed her with a spoon. It was so bad. You know, I guess in my in my state of lack of sleep, I sort of like just tip the tiny spoon of two and a half milliliters of um, breast milk just went straight down to her throat and she stopped breathing. 
What happened next was this horrifying trip to the hospital. She was alright. She had to stay in the hospital for observation. But for me, it was a trip down guilt. Because on the way that as horrifying as I felt, I thought, if she were gone, maybe it's a better thing for me. Because I don't know how to be a mom. I'm such a horrible mom. Of course, she recovered. And then we moved on. Even till now, I still feel guilty. And as time goes by, I realize that that connection that I had with my daughter, or the lack of, actually brought on a lot of challenges um, raising her. A lot of challenges in terms of behavior, in terms of communicating, and I'm still working on it. I know that I'm not perfect, not a perfect mom, but she is a very spirited child. All I want to do is to set a good example for her. One day, she told me, Mommy, I want to be just like you. I felt really proud. And then she said, One day, I'm going to meet my Prince Charming. I'm going to get married. And I am going to be a mom just like you. I will stay home, take care of my babies while my husband <laughs> goes to work. Then I realized I've become my mom and I'm setting a bad example. There's nothing wrong being a stay-at-home mom. Don't get me wrong because I was one for a few years. But I wanted so much more for her because growing up, I had never had a chance to see the world. I never had the chance to really experience life. And I want her to experience the opportunity to see the world, experience life, have a career, and make the choices. Rather than think about getting married, think about depending on a man. Because if you actually hear my first episode, that was actually my, my upbringing. Depend on a man. Find a good man, get married, and then let him provide for you. And I never wanted that for her. I wanted her to be independent and I wanted to set a good example for her. So this is also one of my reasons for getting into entrepreneurship. My daughter is eight. She is outspoken. She's very, very different from me. And we have a lot of clashes. But she is my inspiration and I live for her so mummies if you're listening to this I just want to say you're doing a fantastic job because parenting doesn't come with an instructional manual and all the challenges that I face raising my child my daughter translate to the person I am today and I hope you draw inspiration from your children as well so that is all I have for this episode and if you're interested to find out more about our community, do come and join us at our next So Rich Woman event and I'll be happy to speak to you. I look forward to seeing you in my next episode when I'll be sharing more with you on how to rise from ashes. 
Thank you for joining me today. I'm so honored to have you here. Now, if you'd like to keep going and want to know more about our mentorship, training programs, and done for you services, come on and visit me over at soulrichwoman.com. It's S O U L R I C H W O M A N.com. And if you happen to get this episode from a friend or a family member, be sure to subscribe to our email list because once you subscribe, you become one of my Soul Rich Woman family. You too can have it all. Keep going, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.